Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hang it with these episode 58. Damn, 58? Yeah. Shit. All right. This is the first time that you've tuned in. I apologize. Usually you hit the first part instead of coming in with the high-pitched wail. <clears throat> I'm your host, Dees, and uh, mix it up. the very bad guitar-sounding person <laughs> is my co-host, Dylan. Yeah, I'm not exactly a... Uh, fuck, what was the guy's name from Police Academy that did all Michael the... Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow. Did you ever see the... Or as most people call him... The black guy from Police Academy movies. Right. Did you ever see that video? He was on a talk show like five years ago, and he did he did all of the parts to Whole Lot of Love. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what show that was, but yeah, I do remember it. I think it was some British talk show or some shit. Anyway. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Graham Norton. No, it wasn't. What? Are you sure? Yeah. It was some other one. Okay. We're off to a great start this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could have swore it was Graham. It Norton. wasn't Graham Norton. All right. Now I'm going to have to look that up. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, it is Wednesday, day before the draft. So obviously we're going to talk a little bit about that. And... Yep. Seven round mock draft. So lock in. Um... Yeah, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we have uh, some breaking news. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Mortal Kombat. You said it wrong. Mortal Kombat! I appreciate you moving the mic away from your mouth because I might have punched you. I know. Um, so, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll get right to it. I guess we'll start off with the breaking news that literally just came across seconds before we hit the old record button, and that is Teddy Bridgewater is no longer a Carolina Panther. He has been traded to... The Denver Broncos, who at this point, they're in the quarterback mix as far as the rumors and the quote-unquote sources say that they are still in the quarterback market depending on what happens, who falls to them, whatever. But um, a, what did I say, sixth? Sixth rounder, yeah. yeah. they trade him for a sixth-round pick, and the – they're splitting the salary. The Panthers are paying him seven million dollars, and the Broncos are only paying him three million. Ooh, yeah, that sucks. So, so the Broncos are only paying him three million. So, Carolina is paying seven million and giving up, or only getting back a sixth round pick. I mean, good deal for Denver. It's I think it's a hell of a deal yeah. because again. I would have taken Bridgewater if Ben would have hung it up. I, mm. I, I'd kick the tires on Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. It, 
Is he an elite quarterback? No, but with the right parts around him, I think he can win football games. I would agree. And I mean, Denver's got you know a little more work to do than just a quarterback. But again, kind of surprising New Orleans didn't try and get him back because he was was it not last year? Obviously, the year before he was undefeated. Yeah, as a starter there. So yeah, no, that's uh, especially for that price. I mean, it, like had I known. That a six was all he was taking. I would have, I would have drove to Kevin Colbert's house and be like, "Hey, <laughs> I got an deal. Yeah, go get this guy." So yeah, Teddy Bridgewater going to Denver, um, and again, depending on how the draft falls, I would say his chances to start at quarterback for Denver this season are better than average. Yeah, um, you know, again, it all depends on on what happens. Tomorrow and well, ma- mainly tomorrow. Let's be honest, because uh, that's when the first round is. Yeah, the five quarterbacks that are projected to go or possibly go in the first round. Was it five or four? Uh, Lawrence Wilson, uh, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Mac, Mac Jones, Jones, Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah. So five, and then you throw Kyle Trask in there. Who probably mm. falls to the second or third, but I don't think probably second. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I. I agree. I don't think Trask makes it out of out of the second. I don't either. Um. So yeah, six quarterbacks are expected to be taken. All of them rated fairly high. Um. It just seems like Trask is uh, one tier below those other guys. Mm-hmm. Um. But he still had a great year. But again, Florida quarterback, and they're kind of like Ohio State. They mm. don't. You know, usually they don't transfer well to the NFL, right. but a lot of those Florida quarterbacks were also Steve Spurrier type guys. That so Trask is more of a system type. Yeah, Trask yeah. was more of an actual like NFL ready quarterback, so he might be able to break the mold. But uh, again, there are two big questions that are basically going to drive the the first round, and that is the the first and foremost is. Who does San Francisco take at number three? Mm-hmm. And nobody seems to know. They came out. Uh, John Lynch basically said that, well, we like five guys at number three. Well, no shit. Like, what else are you going to say? But we have our guy in mind. Well, if that's the case. I heard three. Well, yeah. Okay. You know who the three are? The three that are still going to be there. Yeah. Because it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, we already know Lawrence is gone. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's 99.9% chance that number two is going to be Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. So, yeah, they like three guys. Well, who are those three guys? Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. So they really – I don't even know why they put it on, like, the news feed because that's just common sense. I don't think it's Fields. I haven't heard anything. I haven't either. I think my heart of hearts says that – they're, I think they were going in wanting Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. I'm predicting that Trey Lance changed their mind. Mm. I think they're going to go Trey Lance. He fits a little bit better with that Shanahan style offense. Now, I, I won't be 100% shocked, but I think they're going to go with Trey Lance. Trey Lance league wide uh, appears to be the higher rated prospect. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, then it could get interesting because. Again, rumor mills are saying that Bill Belichick really likes Mac Jones. 
I, we're hearing completely different things because from what I heard yesterday is that he's the talk is that they're trying to trade up to take Justin Fields. Really? Yeah. See, I thought his relationship with Saban and everything that he was all in on Mac Jones and wanting another Tom Brady style quarterback. Uh, that's I just that's what I heard yesterday. I know McAfee covered it. Um, I think a few other places talked about it too. That, well, that's the rumor. Either way, if one of those guys falls to the the latter part of the top 10 don't be surprised if new england doesn't pull the trigger on something yeah. uh the other thing is they're saying that san francisco's plan is to draft a quarterback and keep jimmy garoppolo yeah which i don't really get that like i don't know well they- it doesn't send a very good message a to jimmy or b to the guy that you know like okay we drafted you but just in case we're gonna keep this guy it's kind of weird. The Niners have like the most honest press conferences ever. Cause like, I think it was two days ago. They did a, the, a big press conference and they addressed everything. And they, that's when they said that there are three guys they like. And they said, look, we like Jimmy when he plays, he's, he played one full year. We went to the Super Bowl, but he was also, he missed most of two seasons. So that's a concern for us. So we're looking at a quarterback. So kind of, yeah, surprised it's, it's would nice, come out. But at the same that, time, but... if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm like, fucking trade me then. You know, like brings up an interesting question, which is, do you trade for Jimmy Garoppolo if you're Kim Colbert? And if so, what what are you willing to give up? No more than a. Well, if if Teddy Bridgewater went for a six, there's where I start. Oh, well, you're going to need more than that. I guarantee it. Probably. Probably like. At least a pair of fours, I would think. But again, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't take them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, he barely threw the ball in those yeah. playoff games. Yeah, uh, granted, he he did well enough in that he didn't turn the ball over, but he didn't win them very many games. Right. He just didn't lose them very many games until the Super Bowl, and Shanahan apparently got hit in the head at halftime. Because they came out and started just slinging the rock all over the place mm. after being ahead by, what was it, 13? 14. Yeah, they were ahead 14 because they ran the ball down Kansas City's throat. And they come out and what they run the ball? Like nine times the entire second half? That's While right. it was still a close game for most of the second half. And KC did what KC does, and that's put a lot of points on the board in a hurry because mm-hmm. they kept getting the ball back because they couldn't move the fucking ball passing the, down the field. Mm. And to, to be fair, though, that might have been because Shanahan experienced twenty-eight to three when in that second half, Atlanta kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit and started running it more. I thought maybe his thought process was we had to score more points. I, I don't know. Uh, Trying to play devil's advocate a little bit, probably, but still, uh, again, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't really show all that much to be worth, in my opinion, anything higher than you know a sixth-round pick. That's just you know. It won't happen, but um, if somebody pulls the trigger on it, he'll he'll probably go for a fourth, third or fourth. If somebody yeah. gets desperate, I could Chicago see maybe. If they don't, I mean their their draft position isn't great to get a quarterback. So give up a pair of fours, take I don't know best player available in the first, second round, see if you can get Trask or uh, what's the kid from Stanford, Davis Mills. A lot of people really like him. Outside yeah, of the first round, my, too. Actually, I was just going to say, Trask in the second. I would be... 
look, if if we get our running back, if we get the guy I like, Najee Harris, I will not be mad if we get Trask in the second. I, I really won't. I don't think he'll fall that far because of teams like Chicago and, and teams that aren't in that top tier mm-hmm. to get the, the one of the top five guys but still might be able to use a quarterback. I, uh, New Orleans, mm-hmm. it's a question mark. Chicago, it's a question mark. Uh, so yeah, Philly even. Yeah, mm-hmm. Philly could go quarterback. Um, so yeah, I don't think Trask falls to us. But if he does, I won't be mad at it as long as the very next round we start to address the offensive line and depth positions that uh, that we need. What is and and then okay so that we kind of addressed that's question one is which quarterback is KC or KC San Francisco going to take because then that changes the everything else right. down the line. Um, the other big question and a lot of people will say this and you even mentioned it is that the draft really starts at number four with what's Atlanta going to do, and again we know that a quarterback is going number three. I guess the question is is Atlanta dead set on one quarterback that could change their mind. If he's gone, they'll go Kyle Pitts or will they hit the panic button and just grab their next available guy, mm-hmm. thus pushing Pitts further down the road, you know, so. Also rumors that Julio will get traded during the draft. Yeah, there's uh actually, I don't think that's going to happen because of the cap implications. Yeah. <coughs> Because if he is moved, whether it be by release or by trade, before June 1st or 2nd, whatever their date is, mm-hmm. it will count, I, I want to say, 20-some million against Ooh. their cap this year. I'd maybe hold on to him for one more year. <laughs> yeah. No, but get this. So if they move him this year or before June, it costs them whatever, $20 million close to on the in the against the cap mm-hmm. if they do it after june 1st yeah they save 15 million against the cap oh okay so he's probably gone mm-hmm. but not till after june okay would be my guess so which i mean if that's the case i think you got to take kyle pitts then because you need another weapon oh i agree yeah if, no. if the plan is to to cut him loose i think you almost have to Right. Um, Kyle Pitts, I mean, help, Mel Kuyper says he's the best pass catching uh, tight end prospect. No, oh. he's even putting him like the most all around best pass catching prospect he's ever evaluated. Evaluated. Wow. In, in his career is what he's saying. So take that for what it's worth. Oh. Then if I'm Elena, I'm not passing him up. Because you have Matt Ryan, who he's got a few more years left. Yeah, he's not done. Um, you know, he he definitely needs some weapons. So, and you got, so if Pitts doesn't go to Atlanta, I don't think the Bengals take him. I think the Bengals are still going to do Bengals things and take a wide receiver. I think so. I I really think that yeah. they're. I'm leaning towards Jamar Chase, but Waddle out of Alabama. All of a sudden, over these this last week, has just rocketed up the boards right. to the point where they even talk about him more than Devonte Smith. Right. But I still think since he takes one of those wide receivers, whether it's 
Jamar Chase, Devontae, or, or Waddle. I just I feel like that's where they're going to go. Miami could definitely grab grab Pitts for Tua. Yeah. Uh, Detroit, they could, but I think they need help in, in other pressing areas if they're going to turn that around. Yeah. Uh, Carolina, I would think, would immediately grab Pitts if he's there to, to pair with Sam Darnold. I think Miami would be more likely to take uh, Zool or Penny Zool or whatever if he's yeah. available. If he uh, yeah, falls. I, I could definitely see that. So, okay, we know quarterbacks going one, two, three. If one goes four, the next option I see for drafting a quarterback would either be Detroit at seven. I don't think that as much just because they just got Stafford or uh, not Stafford, fucking uh, Goff. Yeah, but again, it's one of those things where. The guy they like mm-hmm. is is the guy that happens to fall. I, I could see that, that mm-hmm. them jumping on it just because. Well, another thing, too, is it seems like every year during the lead-up to the draft, the mock drafts and whatnot, you always see quarterbacks going a lot earlier than they end up going. Yeah. Generally speaking, I mean. The rumor is that if, if New England jumps up, it's going to be either that spot mm-hmm. or – 10 with Dallas, depending okay. on what, what Denver does and depending on who's there. But as far as possible first round quarterback destinations, other than of course the aforementioned top three, possibly four with Atlanta, Detroit is a, is a possible Denver again, a possible Philly possible chargers. No Vikings. No uh. Eagles, perhaps. Um, yeah, the Eagles, like I said, is, yeah. is a maybe. New England is a definite yeah. maybe. Not the Cardinals, probably not the Raiders, not the Dolphins. Washington at 19 if somebody is there. Right. But the big one, like I said, because I, I don't think Trask slides into the first. So when you get into either. the second round. Uh, the Falcons Atlanta, the third pick of the second round, might be a little high for Trask, but I could see him doing it. Yeah. If they can get Pitts at four yeah. and Trask is there. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Why Why not? You know, because you, you know Matt Ryan isn't done. You got him some help. You could grab Trask and throw him on the bench for a couple years right. and, and let him watch and learn. Right. And see what you have to, if he doesn't look like he's the guy at all, then, oh, well, it was just the second rounder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then again, Denver in the second round with the eighth pick could go Trask. Um, Sam, New England. Panthers but, maybe. Eh. I think that's more likely in the second. Did you say Panthers? Yeah. Ah, not if you just got Sam Darnold. I don't think you go quarterback on a one-year contract, though. I mean, basically, no, two technically, because they're going to. Yeah, this is his last year of his contract, but they are going to exercise that option, that fifth-year option. Guarantee. I mean, why would you give up that much if you're not going to exercise that? Yeah, that's a good point. I, there's just to me, there's no way that they don't do that, and I don't think they would go quarterback in the second round there. I'd. New England maybe, but I, I don't I don't think they would be the subject of so many rumors mm-hmm. if they were in love with Trask because they could probably get Trask in the second round, even if they got to trade up a little bit. Yeah. So I, I think that they're going to be out 
when it comes to Trask. Again, you got Washington, Chicago, Colts. No. Who did the Colts just get? Carson Wentz. That's right. So, yeah, Steelers would have a shot at, the, at Trask, but I don't think he makes it past Washington and Chicago. No. I mean, th- that might be back-to-back quarterbacks. That could be Trask and then Mills or Mills and then Trask, depending on who Washington likes more. Yeah. So. Uh, one of the things that did kind of concern me that I read, and again, it's just one of those Facebook articles could be full of shit, but was somebody said that sources say out of Pittsburgh that they Pittsburgh really likes Trey Sermon, yeah, Sermon. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. He was great three years ago when he played for Oklahoma, but since then he's been very inconsistent, injury prone. Would I take him in the fourth or fifth round? Yeah, because he could be a nice change of pace guy. But if that's who they're throwing, you know, throwing the load on, I don't like that at all. Okay. Like, if we go stud offensive linemen or whatever in the first. That's honestly what I'm hoping for. My opinion's kind of changed. I would prefer we get Jenkins or... Um, maybe the guy from USC or something like that. I just I don't like taking running backs in the first round. Yeah, I just, but it's again, if it's Najee Harris, I'm happy. I won't. I won't be furious. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but if, just, if Harris is off the board, then I'm with you. Take that offensive lineman. I'm not personally 100 percent sold on Travis Etienne as an NFL caliber running back, mm-hmm. just because he's undersized. Mm-hmm. I know the guy's talented, athletic, sure, but. As an every down between the tackles kind of guy, I don't know that Etienne, without him putting on some weight, is is going to be that guy. Whereas Najee Harris, I think, could be a stud Derrick Henry type, maybe right. not quite right as as powerful as Derrick Henry, but still. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, if if Harris is gone, offensive line all day, um, and then see what's there in in two and three because we it's a foregone conclusion. We're going to get a running back. Just when, yeah, it's, it's when it's, when's it going to be? And I don't like Trey sermon as my number one guy. If they get him, then I look for Benny Snell to be our starter. Mm. You know, somebody that can actually carry the load and, you know, maybe he'll prove me wrong. I wasn't sold on Le'Veon Bell when they got him, but of course, Bell was much bigger, more powerful back. And, Mm. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out tomorrow night. Other news that broke this morning, Antonio Brown mm-hmm. has returned to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mm. And I have to imagine that it wasn't what he wanted as far as money wise, because I don't know what the base salary is, but it, they said that the contract could be worth as much as 6.25 million. Ooh, yeah, I'm definitely yeah, sure, he went so, a lot more than that. Yeah, I would say there's probably a um, couple of million there that's incentive li- yeah. stuff. Uh, they probably got away with a base of around four million or so, and mm-hmm. been like, look, if you win the Super Bowl or you catch uh, seventy five hundred balls, whatever, and he has a possibility of making it up to six point two five million. But uh, so yeah, he's back in Tampa and. Not only has Tampa got all 22 of their starters back, but they've also got all of the major contributors to their Super Bowl win. So 
Yeah. God, not please, not eight. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Brady, still hasn't texted me back. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. I'm heartbroken, Tom. Right. Dear Tom, I keep texting. You still ain't calling. Yeah. All right. So, moving on. Cubs still suck. That's what I hear. Yeah. They can't hit shit. And then uh, it's bad. They'll suck, suck, suck. Then put up 15 rounds. That's what I heard in the week. Like, why the don't weekend, you yeah. fucking spread that? They did, they've done it almost every week. One mm. game, they blow up, and mm. then they suck for a week. You know? Like, <laughs> can we spread it out a little bit, boys? Yeah. Just kind of even it out a little bit. And uh, The Bulls continue to be mediocre, despite all the pieces that they've added. Um, Can't believe I'm going to say this, but the Super League mm-hmm. soccer thing that – was talked about against my will last week uh, is basically dead. Yeah. It died the next day. Yeah. 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 All these teams are like, no, we're not going to do it. And yeah, it's done. So I think Chelsea was the first domino to fall. Yeah. Yeah. That happened during the show. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they had this billion dollar plan that, yeah, didn't just, it turned into the fire festival without the people getting scammed out of their money. It was just overhyped and nothing ever happened. So kudos, kudos goes to the fans though, because they fucking put their foot down and protest and whatnot, and clubs had to be like, "All right, well, fuck it. I guess if our fans don't want us to do it, then we're not doing it." So, so it, it was the fans. Yeah, that, I thought it was more of a the that FIFA and I'm sure that was definitely a massive factor of it as well. But the the lack of fan support didn't help. I mean. I mean, if the fans didn't care and were just going to follow their clubs, then the clubs would still make a lot of money. But true, they said no. Fuck you. We're not going to. Sorry, Liverpool. You will walk alone if you join the Super League. <laughs> that was a lame reference. Not really. Just reference. No, many people get in this country. Um, did you see the trailer for Ted Lasso season two? Yeah, I tagged you in it. Yeah, but not so, much to it. No. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I did watch it mm. because you know how Facebook will automatically play it, mm-hmm. and you have to actually press. Th- the first time I watched it, I didn't listen to it. I mm-hmm. just watched it, and yeah, there wasn't really anything there, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I had to turn on the audio, and there still wasn't anything there right. really. Um, they got re- relegated, right? Mm-hmm. So now they're down in the Champions League. Uh no, Champions is a top league. So, yeah, I I probably didn't explain that properly when I was talking about the Super League. No, Champions I think is you're... no, Champions is a top league. Because that's the league made up of the champions of the other leagues. So what's their league called? Premier League. No, no. What's the league that they got pushed down to? I don't know. I think it's the Champions League. I think you're mistaken. I think you need Oh, to... no, you might be right, actually. You uh, know what? Yeah. Wikipedia, that shit yeah. right now. Yeah, you're right. I actually think you are right. Because they, they make a joke about that. The Champions <laughs> League is below the Premier... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Anyway. Yeah. I'm kind of depressed now that I know that much about soccer. but uh. That's only because I watched Ted Lasso and... Because of all that, I literally got on Wikipedia and and 
Learned how it works a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah. I was like, what? How the fuck do you get thrown out of the league? But yeah, that's what Wait, you didn't know regu- uh, relegation existed until you watched that? I didn't know anything about the Premier League. Huh. I mean, I knew they kicked a little fucking ball around over there a lot, but <laughs> I had heard, obviously, of Manchester United and Chelsea and some of the big names, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Okay. I learned more about English Premier League soccer watching those, what, six, eight episodes of Ted Lasso that I learned my entire life. Right. And it's a great show, but... You did, unfortunately learn air quotes that richmond is a team and because you said that last week yeah like, yeah they they actually don't exist yeah so. yeah that also kind of broke my heart yeah all right moving on um sports world ah it oh was, ufc it, it was announced that logan paul is going to fight mayweather mm-hmm in June? That sounds right. June yeah. or July? First first week of June or July, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. And for the first time in my life, I will be rooting to see Mayweather knock somebody out. Yeah. Absolutely. Completely agree. Um, but I'm not really interested in this fight because... I won't pay for it. I mean, uh, Logan Paul versus the greatest, anything, but... one of the greatest boxers of all time. Yeah, he's got no chance. No. I mean, the Jake Paul-Ben Askren fight was intriguing and surprising. I didn't expect Askren to fucking lay a fucking egg like he did, but... Uh, yeah, literally. Um, yeah. The only... I really hope I don't have to end up eating these words, but the only way I see Mayweather losing this fight is if he trips on his own shoelaces and hits his head on like the turnbuckle and knocks himself out. <laughs> I will be surprised if Paul lands a punch. Like oh, a solid punch. Yeah. He's going to have a hard time. I mean, that's what made Mayweather so great right. is his defense and his quickness. And granted, he's an older guy now, but being so lightweight, I mean... I can't see Paul landing a clean shot. If Conor McGregor couldn't get him in trouble, I can't see. And McGregor is a great striker. Mm -hmm. I I can't see any way that, that Logan Paul is going to land a punch clean enough to hurt Mm. Floyd Mayweather. To be fair. I mean, Conor did land that one upper hook. Yeah. He might've shook him once or twice, but again, he was never in Floyd was never in danger. No, no, no major trouble. So, yeah. Uh, I will, like I said, for the first and probably only time in my life, uh, be rooting for Floyd Mayweather. I don't know what he's getting paid for it. and I'm sure it's a lot. Yeah. He probably didn't know what he was getting paid for it until somebody read the contract to him. Well, <laughs> yeah. He's illiterate. Yeah. <clears throat> that was a great joke I heard. Uh, I don't think he's offended or anything, and if he is, he's... You know, wiping his tears away with dollar bills, yeah, thousand dollar bills, right? Well, anyway, I, that joke that was made when they finally did the Pacquiao Mayweather or, or Pacquiao, Pacquiao Mayweather, yeah, pa- Pacquiao Mayweather fight, and someone made the joke. It's like everyone's saying Floyd was ducking him. No, he wasn't. It just took him this long to finish reading the contract. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, was, like I said there might be some truth to that, All right? Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that. And then like you alluded to, 
We got to talk about UFC 261. Holy shit. Yeah. Didn't I I was DJing a prom, which that's another story for another day. Um so I didn't get to watch live like I would have liked, but I did, you know, check out the highlights. And what a card. Yeah. If you were a fan of knockouts and and quick finishes and things like that, <laughs> And horribly, horrific bodily uh, yeah, injury. Or, or, you know, possible career-ending injuries. Uh, and, and was that on the main card? Yeah. Was it? I uh, Curtain jerker? No, it was the second card. I Second fight on the card. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I turned it on, and, you know, I got it through memes. Uh, and I turned it on, and I just see Uriah Hall on his knees facing the cage. I'm like, and he looks shook up. And I'm like, what? Got, wait, wait. What the fuck is happening? Got it through a means. You you rip on me when I talk about the same thing, but yet now... Well, this is like yes, 60 bucks. Let the hate not, flow so. through you. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Uriah Hall's just on his knees looking at the cage and, like I said, looking shook up. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Has the fight started yet? Is it a, what, what the hell? And then I just hear... One of the commentators say, yeah, they're going to have to stretch her out, Chris Weidman. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And luckily, Anik's like, I don't know. Are we going to show this? I, okay, we'll show it to you a couple of times. I'm like, you fucking better. And then I saw Chris Weidman's shin fucking break in half like a twig. Yeah, I actually... And then he stepped on it. Yeah, I, I actually wanted to uh, grab that little sound bite and play it. Um, but I'm lazy and we don't... What sound bite? The leg. Oh, yeah. The... No, actually, it wasn't even that. It was more it was a high-pitched crack. I mean, it was literally the perfect baseball swing with a wooden bat. You hear that crack. Like, it just snap. Yeah. And then, like you said, he threw it. And you can even watch the look on his face. He had no idea at that point. In that instant, it hadn't set in until he drew the leg back and went to step on it. And his leg was like, whoop, and just folded yeah. over. Yeah, that was gruesome. And just the unbelievable irony of the situation. Yeah. Because I, I even had to explain this to a few people. Like, Me too. Yeah, that was brutal. But what you don't get is that several years ago, he actually won the title from the... Defended it. Was it a defense? He knocked out Anderson the first time, remember? That, that was right. the rematch. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah literally one of the greatest pound for pound fighters of all time did the exact same thing against Weidman snapped his leg fight was over and, but not on the first fucking strike. Yeah. Literally the bell rang, they come out, they danced for a few seconds. Weidman throws the kick and it's over. Yeah. Like, like Dana White said, he shared the, the replay of it. And he said, Uriah Hall is the first fighter in UFC history to win a fight without throwing a single strike. Yeah, without without doing anything. Yeah, I mean, he didn't no takedown, no nothing. Like yeah. just stood. He checked a leg kick is basically all he did, and he wins. He wins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the rest of that card, I didn't like. I said the first fight of the night, Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crutes. I didn't check that out. Uh, top knockout in the first round, so that's yeah. that's nice. Um, Valentina Shevenko, Shevenko, the bullet. Just, just dominated destroyed her. her. Yeah, yeah. Just kept taking her down over and over TKO again. TKO in the second round, and then Thug Rose with a beautiful head kick. Oh, that was you. That one almost had the same kind of pop. Yeah, when she kicked her, it the 
the first thing that popped to my mind, and this will date myself and will leave you probably asking what the fuck. I'm going to take this foot right here and I'm going to put it on this side of your face. I know that reference. Or I'm going to kick you on this side of your face. Billy Jack. It's from like 1976 or something like that. But yeah, Billy Jack, if you've never heard of it, check it out. It's a, you know, it's a good movie. It's an old movie, but yeah, Billy Jack was a fucking legend. But these guys are this sheriff, kind of a corrupt cop. Gets right. I mean, literally, he's like six inches in front of him. He's like, you know, what are you going to do about it? Because I'm going to take this leg right here and I'm going to kick you on this side of the face <laughs> and then just does a standing axe kick and just fucking destroys him. Jesus. And that's kind of what it looked like. I mean, Thug Rose just out of nowhere, that right foot comes up right in the chin and that bitch just crumbled. Right. Uh, what's her name? Uh, I'm glad. I pulled up the card. Fook me, Kim, or something. Fook me, Kim. <laughs> we, uh, Whaley Zhang, or Whaley Zhang, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Who was... She She was the one that had the war with Ioana yeah. a year or so yeah, ago. Yeah, that turned Ioana's face into a, a marshmallow, it looked like. Right. Um, and yeah, very talented. I think she was the favorite going into that fight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Probably. I think so. And yeah, Doug Rose... Does it again. Gets her title back, yeah. yeah. So that brings us to the uh, much-hyped main event. We had... Uh, Kamara U- Usman. Yeah, Kamara Usman against Jorge Masvidal. Mm-hmm. And they Usman won by decision last time, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen somebody punched that hard before, especially in a UFC fight. Uh, the um Francis Ngannou when he knocked out Overeem, that uppercut was fucking brutal. I'll give you that, but it doesn't look as good when it's a big, you know, slow motion. I mean, yeah, there's power behind it, but the snap of that punch that Usman threw, it, it it's almost like he snapped Jorge's neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it almost looked like it was a special effect because one minute Masvidal is looking kind of to his left, and then the next millisecond later he's looking behind him to his right because mm. the force of that punch, and again just crumbled, mm. absolutely crumbled. And then for good measure, Usman jumps on him and hits him with about eight hammer fists before Herb Dean could get there. And uh, did well, you might I might have to explain the significance of this when Jorge knocked out. Askren, you know, he did the flying knee, knocked quickest knockout in yeah. UFC history. Well, he after he hit the knee, he had through a few extra shots. And in the press conference, someone asked him, you know, you had him out already, and then you hit him a few more times. Is that necessary? And without missing a beat, Jorge goes, it was super necessary. Well, I remember that, yeah. an Usman press conference set him up perfectly. He was like, you know, you kind of knocked him out, and you threw in a few extra shots, you know, it just – Why'd you do that? He goes, well, you know, Refton pulled me off or whatever, and I that's my job. And he says it was super necessary. I, <laughs> and look, I'm I can't really blame those guys. Yeah. Um, until the ref says no, you never know. I mean, right. we've seen people pretty much get knocked out, but snap back and and, and make a comeback. And Masvidal is a bad motherfucker. You don't right. want to leave that door cracked open. So until the referee tackles you, 
you keep hitting him. And so I don't, I don't blame him at all. And somebody's probably eventually at some point going to die because of it. Yeah. But I, I can't blame the guy. I, I really can't. Right. Refs have gotten a lot better than they were back in the day as far as calling fights early. Like the Czech Congo, Sometimes Pat Barry. too early. Yeah, but that's better than too late, dude. I agree. I mean, Agreed. like the the best example of that is the well that we'll never we'll never see again is Czech Congo versus Pat Barry. Immediately, Pat Barry hurts him, and he. I think Rogan says, "Oh, and that's it. It's over." Oh no, wait, he's back up, and then Barry hits him again and drops him, and it's like, okay, it's over. They got to call this, and then Czech Congo somehow gets up again, throws one miracle shot, and Pat Barry crumbles and a few hammer fists, and he wins. It was craziest comeback I've ever seen in the UFC. I think I remember watching the yeah. highlights of that. Um, Pat uh, Berry, by the way, fun fact, is Rose Namanunez's uh, fiance. Hmm. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Um, now you completely fucking derailed my thought that I had that I was going to talk about. Uh, we're talking about Jorge and knockouts and someone's going to die because not calling the fight quick enough sometime they do it too early yeah it's gone fuck all right it's yeah that's what happens when you get old yeah. um speaking of ufc and uh spouses and whatnot uh ronda rousey announced that she's pregnant mm. cool good for her um so yeah pretty much rule out that possible wwe comeback anytime soon You're right and at this point uh, She's probably, I'd say, safe to say two years minimum from being ready to come back. Right. So I, I think she's probably done. Yeah, I do too. You know, at that point, why why bother bringing her back? She's this generation of fans, you know, yeah. they don't give a shit. Um, although Becky Lynch should be due back any time now for the WWE. Yeah. But who cares? <laughs> All right, so oh, I know what I was gonna say. It came back. Hmm. Uh, after the fight, Conor McGregor mentioned something about moving up to one seventy because he thinks he could take Usman. No. Yeah, just stop, Conor. Just, no, just stop. Keep your ass down at one forty-five. Why don't you worry about Dustin Poirier first right. before you go calling out Kamara Usman? Because that's a whole different world. Speaking of which, uh, did you hear? Connor got some extra money in his checking account. Yes, six hundred million dollars mm-hmm. for selling his uh, proper twelve Irish whiskey mm-hmm. brand. I've never had it. I'm not a big whiskey drinker. I've had Jameson. It's okay, but the people that I've talked to said that it's not very good. Oh yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and given the fact that the company that bought it is the same company that does Jose Cuervo. I'm going to lean towards it's probably not very good then because Jose Cuervo, while had its run in the you know early 70s and 80s as the premier tequila brand, if you drink Jose Cuervo and then you drink a real tequila, you know, a decent tequila like Patron or Tito's. Or, no, Tito's no, is to vodka. vodka, sorry. Then, yeah, Jose Cuervo is like what – if you drink Patron and then pissed in a glass, that's what <laughs> Jose Cuervo tastes like. Um so yeah, they bought the proper twelve brand and more power to him, whatever. But he used uh, five hundred thousand of that six hundred million and donated to charity 
I don't know if you remember the controversy with the whole Dustin Poirier thing, but something that was made public and probably shouldn't have been, but I think he did that to uh, to kind of save face. So. Uh, he didn't give it to Dustin's charity. He gave it to another charity in the area. Well, I know, but I'm just saying the oh. whole, just the whole blow up about. That well, it's also that. kind of a fuck you. With the, I guess what had happened is Connor said he was going to do- donate to Dustin's charity, and then like a month or so ago, Dustin came out and said, "Well, you never fucking did it." And Connor's like, "Um, I reached out to you guys. No one fucking got back to me." And then Dustin's like, "Oh yeah, you're right. That's our bad." So Connor's like, oh, okay. Whoops. I'll spend the money on a different charity. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, after watching that fight against Poirier, mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in Connor anymore. Yeah. He did not look good at all. That's what he I just, He really didn't. Um, I think he just needs to cash his check and, and be done because he had his run. But um, much like Ronda Rousey, he came in. Out of nowhere, dominated, and then people figured out that he's... You can take him down yeah, whenever you take, want. Take him to the ground and just choke him out, or you know, and, and then you, he's done. Uh, much like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Big, powerful, strong wrestler. But if you start punching him in the face really, really hard, he's going to turtle up, and then he's going to get beat. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Brock, he was almost like the, the mentality about, like, the bully mentality. It's like, punch a bully in the face, and then he'll fucking, li- yeah. It really That's was. literally what it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if Brock got a hold of somebody and could get him on the ground, yeah, it was going to be a long day for that person. But if you charge him and start throwing haymakers, he, we saw he does not, he, I think he's got a good chin, but you can only dodge so many of those punches, and he would just turtle up and get his brains beat in to the point where they had to stop it right pretty much every fight that he lost that's exactly what happened except for mirror obviously but yeah that was a fluke i mean mirror had no business being in the same ring with lesnar either one of those times um he submitted him the first time what are you talking about but he shouldn't i mean he got his brains beat in for most of that fight and then he brock just fucked up and left his leg hanging there for the knee bar and we saw what happened the next time they fought him Brock wouldn't give him the leg and just turned Frank Mir's face into a catcher's mitt Mm. so all right uh moving on I think we're done with sports Mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat is back Mm -hmm. we both watched it Mm -hmm. go um I didn't like it but I see why other people do that's the easiest, um, the quickest review I would give. Um, there are some really cool action scenes. I'll give it that. But I I don't know, man. I was kind of expecting a little bit more. Like, uh, what would you expect from a Mortal Kombat movie? Um, like, like just a little bit more. Like, if that's your whole draw, draw is the action of it. I don't know. I just, just a little bit more because the reason I say that is just because I thought the characters were written pretty bad, except for Kano. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it's yeah. I'll get yeah. yeah. Um, the dialogue is horribly written. I mean, there's so so many lines where I'm just like, oh my god, that sounds so unnatural and whatnot. Um, the plot. I mean, it's kind of hard. What do you do with a Mortal Kombat movie? I I felt 
I'll just I didn't hate it. Yeah, I don't I didn't hate it either. I mean, it was it was entertaining. It was it was okay. It was a Mortal Kombat movie. Like it yeah. you know, it was it was worth a watch. Yeah. If you're a fan of fan of the game or even a fan of just, you know, action fight type movies, it's worth a watch. Uh, obviously you have to check reality at the door, mm-hmm. um, because it's, I mean, it's a Mortal Kombat movie, but, uh, the people that played the parts that they played, I thought they played them well as for what I could imagine that, you know, that particular character would be like considering we don't really get any character development in the video games or just, you do. huh? Yeah, you do. They have a story mode in those games they have for years. Really? You didn't know that? No. Yeah. I haven't played a Mortal Kombat game since the OG ones. <laughs> four. Okay. Like Mortal Kombat Four. That was you pick a person and you fight, fight your way up the top of the mountain until you get to, um, Goro or whatever Goro his name is. and Shaozu yeah. or whatever the fuck his name yeah. is. Yeah. I don't know. Cow, whatever. Right. Cow shit. Cow shit zoo. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I didn't. I never knew that they had any kind of story behind it. But, yeah. So, me personally, mm-hmm. that's like I felt the characters were well, re- well represented. Um. Three lines needed to be cut out of that movie. Go ahead. When Kano rips out Reptile's heart and says Kano wins, I rolled my eyes. When I can't remember his name, but Frisbee. But, but see, that's said like. Uh, that's basically tongue in cheek, like you know. I'm not done. Can I finish? Okay. Well, I'm, no, se- I'm going to address each one as you go. Okay. Like, well, I, I got a it feeling it is a gonna- little cheesy, but again, it's one of those where it's kind of a little fan service. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I don't know his name, the guy with the fucking hat that's like uh, uh, razor uh, sharp, Kung, Kung Lao, Kung Lao. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. When he kills, that was at that. Again, that was pretty cool when he grabs the bitch, fucking lays her down. Yeah, and rides her like a surfboard until she's cut in half. That's, I guess, an actual fatality in the recent games. When he says fatality, I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. No, he says flawless victory. I'm like, you got to be fucking. Why would you say that? And then again, again, and then again, when can't remember his name, uh, that dude's brother, when he does the fatality Cousin. cousin, that's right. Liu in Kang. Liu Kang, yes. He's Liu Kang too? No. Oh, the I other one was Kung Lao. You're right. Sorry. And he's Liu Kang. He's one of the OGs. I did know that, yeah. When he does his fatality where it's like the dragon of fire and it bites the dude's head off and says, flawless victory. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. That was me. awesome, though. Or no, fa- no, he says, I'm getting it confused. Frisbee hat guy says, Frisbee. Fa- <laughs> I don't know his fucking name. Frisbee hat guy says, goddamn, uh, Flawless victory, and the other guy says fatality. I'm like, why Why would you say that? I understand it's fan service and everything, but in the context of the movie, it makes no sense for them to but say again, that. But again, they know what they're what they're giving the fans as far as, like, it's a Mortal Kombat movie. They're not going for any fucking Oscars, all right? It's it's what the fans expect. That's all I'm saying. I just, I... Me, personally, loved the... The, the fatality scenes because they were like 
direct from the video. The game. action of it, yeah, was very, yeah. very cool. Especially the Liu Kang one where he turned into dra- like I I marked out for them. Like, yeah, this is fucking great. Yeah. And then the bicycle kick. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about the bicycle kick was they had him in his own like Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted that you know the high pitched screams yeah. as he's kicking him in the face. That was what I wanted to hear. Right. Um and yeah, uh Kano, I hated the fact that they turned him to a bad guy he was, because he was entertaining. He was the one character I actually really liked in that movie. Yeah, Everyone yeah. else is just and it's part of the problem you introduce a bunch of characters in one movie. They can't all get proper time to develop and whatnot, but like the protagonists like Jax and Kano and um, Sonya Blade and the our main protagonist, the former fighter guy who was named Cole. yeah Cole, they're very bland. Kano I actually liked because Kano was entertaining. Yeah, he yeah. was entertaining. He was funny, and I knew he was going to become bad because he's bad in the game. So yeah, but again, I I didn't. I wouldn't surprise that he was on that side the way that they started to present the story. I thought, okay, maybe he's just an asshole, but he still fights on the good side. But yeah, yeah. Um, he was very, uh, very entertaining. Just kind of a, a get fucked attitude. And also, that was another problem I had with it because the, I can't remember the other guy's name. He was one of the bad guys who wears like the full body suit. Yeah. I don't remember his name either. Yeah. It was Kano's. Yeah, Kano, I guess, put him in that suit and, like, fucked him up so bad. Yeah. And he tells him, it's like, you should join our side. You'll have more money than you know what to do with. Fucking Earth is destroyed. Who gives a fuck how much money you have? I always hated that. Yeah. Or, like, when the mummy, like, when the mummy gives this guy a bunch of, like, jewels and stuff to help him. It's like, the planet's destroyed. That shit's useless to you. Why... Makes no fucking sense. There you, there you go, bringing logic into the movie world. But... Well, I... It's pretty simple question though i mean the, i would say the biggest problem for me that i had with the movie was goro looked horrible a yeah a he looked bad but b pretty anticlimactic way to, for him to go yeah like he's if you've ever played the video games he was like the hardest to beat other than the mystical big bad Shao, yeah. whatever i can't again can't basically remember. he was like the steppenwolf to shang lao's dark side yeah and he went down like like i said a lot easier than i thought he would um i did like there were again as somebody that played the game a lot as a kid and everything there were a lot of subtle callbacks and hints at other characters that weren't actually in the movie mm. Um, like the, there was the Indian guy. You see him in a newspaper article. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, this like Egyptian Pharaoh looking guy who was in one of the games. And then the very end, obviously they leave open for a sequel Mm -hmm. with Johnny Cage. Yeah. That was one of the big questions when the movie was coming out was where the fuck is Johnny Cage? Who was one of the most popular, easily the most popular of the first like two games. Mm -hmm. Like it. You know, everybody wanted to be Johnny Cage, and he was the star of the really shitty 1990-whatever it was. 95-ish or some shit like that. Uh, Mortal Kombat movie. By the way, did you know the guy that did the... I know he did the first one. Don't know if he did the second one. It's Paul W.S. Anderson, who also did the Resident Evil movies, and also did Monster Hunter that came out last year. 
He's one married to Mila Djokovic. No, I did not know that. Yeah, it's he's like Uva Bowl. It's like all he does is video game movies. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Except then. he's better than Uva Bowl, although that's not saying much. He's like the worst director on the planet. What has he directed? What has he directed? Um, he did the Far. A bunch of video game movies. Um, Blood Rain, he directed that. He did um, a couple of the horror... Granted, you asked me that, and I'm blanking on all of them. I don't even know what Blood Rain was. Uh, it was a semi-popular game in the mid-2000s. It involved vampires and shit. Um, I think he did Far Cry. Um, fuck. God damn it. I'm totally blank. He's done like... I'm talking Far like... Far Cry? Yeah, there's a Far Cry movie. There is? Yeah, it's so good. You've never heard of it. Yeah, no, I haven't. Hold on a second here. Um, but yeah, they Super they Bowl. leave it like I said, very open ended. Not Super Bowl now. With a um, Uva Bowl. <laughs> Not gullible. With like a fight promo poster, and you see Johnny. You don't even see his face. Yeah. You just see the name Johnny Cage. So at some point, if the the sequel gets greenlit, I'm sure it's going to heavily feature Johnny Cage. Did you hear who uh, the internet wants to play Johnny Cage? Makes sense. I can't argue with the casting at all. Once I tell you, you're going to shit yourself at how obvious it is. Okay. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I could see that for sure. Kind of smug. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. And I would I would see it. Yeah, I if Ryan Reynolds was in a, a high school musical, I would watch it <laughs> as long as he gets to be Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to look. Oh, he did the Rampage movie with The Rock. Wait, no, did he? Oh no, I guess there was one in '09. Oh god! All right, which would have been. Oh no, that's not. That's a different movie. I have seen that movie though. It sucks. Just a guy gets a suit and starts shooting people. Blubberella, which I heard is fucking horrible. Never heard of it. It's a big fat girl who's like an action star. <laughs> uh, Blood Rage. Whatever, I can't fucking find it. Anyway, he's known for being a really, really bad director. Anyway. So bad that most people would not heard of him. Right. Well, he's known so, for yeah. being bad. I mean, overall, like I said, it is what it is. It's a Mortal Kombat movie. If you're into that kind of thing, it's worth a watch. Like, it's way better than the the piece of shit that they put out back in the 90s. Yeah. Um. Again, like I said, if you're a fan of the series, fan of the games, it's worth watching. It's worth checking out. Take it for what it is, which is a Mortal Kombat movie. Like, yeah, I would agree. I mean, if it's, if you're into to fight scenes and blood and gore with a splash of uh 500 year old revenge. Yeah. That was, that was something else I hated too. He comes back and he goes, I've come back. I'm escaped hell to kill you. I am Scorpion now. Why are you Scorpion now? Or the same thing with Sub-Zero when they introduce him with the suits. Like, I am Sub-Zero now. Why? I just, I don't. I don't. You're not supposed to ask those questions just because Because they it's are. so awkward. You don't, you know what the, you don't, you know what you do? You never call him by a name like Wonder Woman. Just, you know who that character is. You know the guy wearing the yellowish suit with the fucking knife that he throws to catch Get people? Get over here. Yeah. That actually didn't mind because that makes kind of sense, you know. Yeah. You're, you're literally pulling the guy towards you, but. Yeah. So. I, that, 
again, that scene was really cool. Uh, the second fight or the first fight? The first fight. Well, the first fight was good. They're both good. Yeah, honestly. really good fights. But it, when he's about to kill Cole, and all of a sudden you see that knife come in from stage right. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, he's going to get him. And hmm. so I thought, because obviously he was having the, the flat or not flashbacks, but the visions mm-hmm. of Hanzo, i.e. Scorpion, I thought, okay, he he's going to... Become Scorpion? Yeah, when he finds his Akuna, he's going to... Um, like merge with Scorpion the spirit and become Scorpion, but no, instead it's something a little bit different. But completely brand new character, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's, he's not in any game that I know of. He's not in any of them. And no. his power suit, whatever that kind of looks like Wonder Woman's in the last movie, just because it's like gold no. armor or whatever. Aquaman. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's it better. Like yeah. old school '80s Aquaman. He just like his whole torso turns like bronze, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm like, this is kind of cheesy, but yeah, it is what it is. Mortal Kombat. It was okay. Um, yeah, if you were excited to see it, still go see it. If you were not really interested, you don't have to go out of your way to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, it, it isn't going to um, win any Oscars or be mentioned as you know greatest movies of all time right have you seen on netflix uh probably haven't watched it but i don't know if you've just seen it scrolling through netflix the movie i care a lot with rosamund pike i've seen the the thumbnail for it okay um actually i I started it two nights ago at uh, my friend taylor's house and then i didn't finish it i had to leave and then last night i watched it all the way through the premise is very, very interesting. Uh, Rosamund Pike, who was the wife in Gone Girl, she plays a woman who her entire job is she is a professional guardian, and she finds old people, and she's got like an end with a doctor and an end with a guy who owns a nursing home, and he, they basically work together to get old people to be considered deemed uh, wards of the state, and then she becomes their legal guardian and throws them in a nursing home and auctions off all their shit. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That got dark. Well, well yeah. Um, and business is a booming until she finds an old lady who's a cherry because she's rich as fuck and has no family. And she does it to her. And then she realizes very quickly that that old lady does, in fact, have a family. And it was a mistake doing that to her. And it's a mob type situation. And oh. The mob boss is Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah, you lost me. I I'm sorry. Uh, Peter Dinklage is a phenomenal actor. He kills every role he's been in. Kills this one too. He's really good. Uh, just uh, how are you gonna earn respect to get to the point where you're a mob boss? When you look like Peter Dinklage, I'm not buying it. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm not somebody because mob bosses are ruthless. They, you know, they piss off. So's he. Let me finish. They piss off a lot of people somewhere before he gets to the point of untouchable. Somebody is just going to grab him and throw him (laughs) off of a fucking roof. Am I wrong? I mean, look, we've seen enough mob movies and read the story. There's no way I'll get hate for this. There's no way a 
little person is going to ascend to the the top of the food chain okay. when it comes to the mob. I never even really thought I'm of that sure, when I was watching. Look, I'm sure he plays the part just amazing because, again, Peter Dinklage is a great actor, but I, it will be hard to watch that without at least giggling. Okay. Like just, I, he's very good in the role. Anyway, um, so I... I was texting my friend Taylor and I got to what I believe was the end of the movie. I'm like, okay, I just finished it. I loved it. And then there was still four minutes left in the movie. And I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Cause it's a movie with like three endings tacked on. Like there's a natural like conclusion where I'm like, oh fuck, that's a perfect way to end this. And then it's like, wait, what are you doing? Why would you do that? I'm like, okay. I mean, that's, I kind of get what you're going with here. And then it's like, you didn't need to do that. Like so. epilogues, like tying up. Kind of, kind of, kind of. Like the last four minutes is basically like a montage, which I'm not going to explain too much because I don't want to give it away. Um, but it went from I love this movie to I like this movie in the last four minutes. Wow. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't want to spoil it because other people might see it. And it, it is pretty good. It's just me personally. I didn't like the last four minutes. Um, I'll tell you off air. Because I don't think you're going to watch it, but probably not. All right. So, um, but like I said, not bad. It's on Netflix. You want to check it out. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the whole video game thing, I finished Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. My opinion has not changed. Okay. Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Worst slash easiest slash most boring boss fight I think I've ever experienced in a video game. Uh, refresh my memory because I haven't played it since I You're bought it. You're on top it. of Oscorp, mm-hmm. and you can't hit him, and he just keeps slinging shit at you, which where he gets all this stuff, I don't know, but he just keeps like pulling parts of this antenna that never changes the way that it looks and throws them at Spider-Man. All you got to do is hit LB and throw him back, and like the third time you throw it back at him, he's stunned. And you go in, punchy punch, kicky kick, until he regains okay. his up. And then then it'll shift to where somehow the floor becomes electrified. So you can't touch the floor, which means you got to keep... And conveniently, there are long, tall light poles around the entire building so that you can just swing, swing, swing. And he keeps throwing shit and throwing shit. And you catch and throw, catch and throw, catch and throw, stun him, run in, punchy kick, punchy kick. Lather, rinse, repeat until it's You should over. be a corner man in the UFC. <laughs> you need more punchy kick. More punchy kick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, like I said, it was boring. And then Aunt May dies. Spoiler alert. Yeah. You have the choice. Well, you don't even get to make the choice. The game makes the choice for you. Uh, Spider-Man can either save Aunt May or he can save New York. Look, everything I've heard about New York, fuck New York. I'm saving my aunt who raised me. <laughs> all, and I'm just saying. Well, she lives in New York and is in New York, so if you don't save New York, wouldn't that also mean she'd die too? No, because the, the those people are going to die quickly anyway. Oh, so what right. you do is you give her the vaccine. Oh, that's she right. She lives. That's right. Fuck everybody else. That's right. I couldn't remember what... Yeah. Like I said, it's been a while since I played the game. I am shocked that that's your take on that game. Yeah, I really thought you'd boring. like it. I mean... You didn't really like Arkham City, though, if I remember correctly. I know you loved Arkham Asylum. I loved but... Arkham Asylum. I loved Arkham Knight, probably, but yeah, Arkham City, I was, eh. 
It was good. I thought that was the best out of all of them, personally. So it, I don't know. it was good. It wasn't great. Um, Arkham Knight again. I agree on the fact that there was too much tank. Mm. But what got me with Arkham Knight was the story. Mm-hmm. You know, Arkham Knight. There was a lot of repetitive shit mm-hmm. and a lot of punchy kick, but the story. Because of what it was with the Red Hood and it being Jason Todd and the fact that I have Batman tattooed on me knocks it above yeah. Spider-Man. I called that I pretty I love quickly. Spider-Man, but... The, the He's game, my second favorite hero. Yeah, the game, eh. It just, uh, again, I did, I completed it, um, unlocked all but, I think, one of the suits. No, maybe I did unlock them all. But, yeah, again... It was decent, mm. but it wasn't anything groundbreaking. And uh, to me, it was not like game of the year worthy. Uh, I in- thoroughly enjoyed Days Gone way more than Spider-Man. Okay. Maybe because of the genre and everything. But yeah, that's just where I stand with it. it um, I did love the suit, though. Being a Steeler fan, the last suit that you put on to fight Doc Ock, it's black and gold. No. That was pretty badass. Hmm. Like I, I did like that suit, and the, the movement and everything, swinging through the city, super fucking cool. But it was the fights. I never got tired of that the entire time I played the game. Yeah, like, that I, that I enjoyed, like just whipping around the city. But then when you get into battle, it's literally the exact same thing from mission one all the way to mission a hundred and one. You just button mashing, whipping shit around, and it's just over and over and over, same thing. And the story was not something that really gripped me, like, you know, made me want to play more. I honestly had to kind of force myself to labor through to to finish it. I just said I was so invested. I was like, yeah, I'm going to finish it. But if you would have, like, last week said, I need my PlayStation back, I wouldn't have been really all that heartbroken. I'll just say that. Um, and you can have it back now. Okay. Because, uh, A, season three of Call of Duty is here now. MLB The Show. MLB The Show. Oh, how are you liking that so far? Yeah, I got some fucking issues with MLB The Show. Uh, all right. Um, so, yeah, uh, I did. It's it's said that you already had. I have it through PlayStation now, so I have to actually download it for realsies this time. I think it no see I think it was already there. Oh yeah. It was still there. I just there was a little update that I had to download for you and it looks like it's there now. Oh nice, good. So, yeah. That I want my PlayStation back so I'm not going to say play that but and I also haven't finished it but that game's really fun. One of the, one of the guys that I I play Call of Duty with told me the same thing. He's like play, you know, play this before you give it back. So I don't know. If you're not in a big hurry Maybe I'll devote a day this week. You know what? Yeah, to I'll try let you it out. I'll and, let you try it out. And if it grabs me, then I'll play through it. But if it doesn't, you can have it back. Okay. Uh, I'll warn you this: it's a smidge slow to start, just a little bit. But give it time, because like the first time, the night I downloaded it, I ended up playing it like for like four hours. It's because I, I imagine you have the same impression I do by just looking at the game. Like, why is it it's futuristic and primitive at the same time? What the yeah, fuck is going I, I on? I saw just a little bit of, uh, full disclosure, just watching that little trailer that you get when you're downloading, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't like this game. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, because it, it's intriguing as far as like, what the fuck? What, 
wh- why? Why is the world like this? Why why are machines like animals that have like different species and everything like that and yeah, but I so far I really liked it. So I'm going to have First person, third person, third person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll try it. Yeah. Um MLB the show. Let me preface this by saying fuck you 2K. You have ruined sports games. Um, Go ahead, because I'm intrigued, because this is not a 2K game. But Apparently, they changed the way the show works now. Okay. You have a ball player, Mm -hmm. and that's your guy. Mm -hmm. And you can take him to Diamond Dynasty, which is their ultimate team thing. Mm -hmm. And... It's all geared towards buying equipment, buying packs, things like that to upgrade your player. Mm-hmm. The progression mm-hmm. is the worst I've ever experienced in a video game, in a sports video game. Wow. So slow, I'm assuming? Yes. Because every play that you have an opportunity to make, if, if you make it or, or whatever, like... You hit a ball not very far and pop it up, you lose progression for like your contact or your power. So you're literally back and forth. Like you don't progress. I'm in my third season and it, it took me to the beginning, like literally the first week or two of my third season to even make it to the, the majors uh-huh. as a, a base. Of like 65 overall. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Now, granted, through packs that I have... I have not bought a fucking thing for it, but through packs that I've accumulated... Because you get awards. Mm-hmm. So through those, and, and with the stubs, which is their in-game currency, that you earn for every thing that you do, mm-hmm. you can buy these things as well. So I have acquired enough equipment now that when I go like as a pitcher, because I... Well, I'm a 75, but as a hitter, I'm like a 66. Mm. And that is one aspect of it. You basically start the game off as you can be whatever. Mm. You can either be a starter, you can be a relief pitcher, you can be an infielder out, you you can pick your position. But you also get the option to be show a Shohei Ohana, Hana T or Hane, whatever the fuck his name is. The Angels two-way player. Oh, okay. I had no clue what the fuck you just said. I'm like... Who, by the way... just cast a spell? What the fuck did you do? Who, by the way, is starting either yesterday or today is starting a Major League Baseball game... Yesterday, yeah. ...as a pitcher while leading the league in home runs. Yeah. And they let you do that. I am a left fielder, but I'm also a starting pitcher. Um, And it's, for one... As somebody who never played the show because it was a PlayStation, it's very hard to hit when when you first start. Like yeah. I was literally about to delete the game, mm-hmm. but it does. Once you start to get a few stats here and there, and you get some of the equipment boost, it becomes a little easier. And full disclosure, I I had to turn the difficulty all the way down to rookie just to kind of get the swing of things. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the progression, it, it's still an entertaining game. The presentation is amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the graphics are great. There are some things that it bother me a little bit about it. Some things that aren't really all that realistic, but uh, for example, twice when I was in triple a, I had a no hitter going mm-hmm. into the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. No hit. Seventh inning, right around 85 pitches. I think I know where this is going. They pulled me. Yeah. And both fucking times, we lost the game. <laughs> I had like 14 strikeouts, a no-hitter going. We're winning one to nothing, and they pulled me, and we lost the game. Yeah. But then in literally like two starts later, I pitched a perfect game. Mm. Again, AAA. And, and they let me go through. So... I thought, oh, okay, maybe I can crank up the difficulty, you know, because I had I I led the league in strikeouts my first full season in AAA. Led the league in strikeouts. Led the league in um, ERA under two. It was like a one point four eight or some shit like that. My WHIP, which is like walks per inning or whatever, mm-hmm. was less than one, which is phenomenal. I had twenty homers. Uh, 70 or 80 RBI. Like I was in the conversation. Like I would have been MVP if triple a had an MVP. Right. And then I go to the majors and yeah, it's a lot harder to pitch in the majors. I'd like, imagine. I, I still get good strikeouts, but if your control isn't way up there, mm. you're going to try and throw a change up and it's going to hang and they are going to send it to the fucking moon. Yeah. So yeah, my pitching wise, I'm struggling right now in the majors. My other big bitch is okay. I'm a Cub fan. I thought, first off, I thought okay, it's a baseball game. They want you to play major league baseball. So as long as you're decent, you're probably going to go to your favorite team. Well, it took me obviously till the third season to get to the Cubs roster. Mm-hmm. Anthony Rizzo gone. Mm-hmm. Chris Bryant gone. Wilson Contreras, gone. Javier Baez, gone. Jason Hayward, gone. There's two fucking people on the roster in my third season that are literally on the Cubs right now. Uh Kyle Hendricks and some other shitty pitcher. I can't Mm. remember. Oh, Zach Davies. Mm. The rest of the team is different. Completely. Like, how the fuck... Do they program a game where a baseball team completely turns over its roster? I was playing against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and in order, batter number three, batter number four was Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant. Wilson Contreras is like on the oh, what team? He's on the Rockies. I haven't faced Javier Baez yet, so I don't know where he's at. But yeah, like, and the Cubs suck. I get to the I get to them finally, and they're fucking horrible. My so, right fielder, I swear to God. You say it's not realistic, can't but... do anything. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's realistic in that. In fact, that I'm the only... As a starting pitcher and a left fielder, I'm the, the leading hitter. And they still, <laughs> most of the time, hit me eighth. I'm hitting over 300. Granted, I don't have a lot of power, but I put the ball on the ground and, and, and get base hits. But I'm hitting eighth. Meanwhile, my leadoff hitter is hitting like 175. <laughs> like, fucking come on. So, yeah, it's, again, presentation is great. Graphics are great. Did you build a ballpark? No. 
Oh, okay. No, that's more for the Diamond Dynasty thing. Like, you can tell that they are geared towards funneling everybody and everything to their Diamond Dynasty, which is like Ultimate Team, which is how they make money. The cancer of video games. Microtransactions. Did you hear that piece of video game news this week? That, uh... There was a memo sent out from EA regarding FIFA that leaked out, and it was like goals for the year, you know, like, you know, we should do well because soccer's coming back and everything. And I think the second thing they listed is try, I think they said ultimate team is the cornerstone of the franchise, try and push gamers towards that, which, I mean, that's not shocking. We didn't need to be told that, but. Yeah, Still. that's that's the way all of these sports games are going. Is this you know fantasy, ultimate team style, or it, it's it's Madden Ultimate, FIFA Ultimate? I can't even remember what what it's called now in two K. My team, maybe. My yeah, my team, uh-huh. my team, and then Diamond Dynasty and MLB the Show. It's all geared towards that. They want to funnel. You can put your created your your road to the show player on your Diamond Dynasty team, mm-hmm. and here's the shitty thing: mm-hmm. you get twice the amount of progress playing on Diamond Dynasty than you get playing your career. Yeah, like why not just come out and say, "Hey, this is here, but we don't want you to play this. Right. We want you to play this because yeah. we want you to get hooked on it." So that oh you you're you're not getting anything in these free packs that you get every now and then by completing all these mundane challenges, but did you know you can buy packs? Yeah, it's it just sucks. It's it's ruining sports video games without question. Yeah. Uh, last thing I'll touch on: big Call of Duty season three kicked off. They nuked Verdansk, which was the big map. Mm-hmm. Like it was a big event. Zombies overran, so they said fuck it and pressed the button and nuked it. And then you don't really travel in time, but basically it's like a flashback. So you go back to the same city, but in 1984. So there's like seven points of interest that are like completely different or like not built the way they are in the previous version. So it's okay. But the best thing that they did was they rebalanced a lot of the weapons, like season two. If you didn't have one of four weapons, you weren't going to be able to compete unless mm-hmm. you got into a lobby with a bunch of fucking schlubs. Um, now it's there's a lot more weapons that you can choose from that are balanced enough that you're not going to automatically lose a gunfight unless you have you know right. one particular weapon. So they did okay with that, but again, it's another one that's it's all geared towards microtransactions, like. Video games in general are becoming more and more purchase purchase content in game. Yeah, it's sad. Right. So, all right. Well, did you have anything else? Nope. I think that'll do it then. We will uh, come back hopefully early next week. Um, I'm off Friday, so I didn't know if we can do the show then. We react to the first round. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's a distinct. I got a couple things to do like kind of earliest friday but yeah we can do like friday afternoon or whatever and see what we see in the first round all right we'll talk about it and whatever else pops up between now and then so i'm d's he's dylan bye bye we'll see you next time